I'm Dave. I'm Tom. I'm Richard. I'm Rob. And this week we are talking about Scout Rages. Yay! Also known as Scouting Adventures or sometimes Boy Scouts. First broadcast on the 22nd of November 1977. Once more, a Tuesday at 9pm. Tom. Yes. What did you think of Scout Rages? It is my favourite episode. Of all time? Of all time. Of the whole series. Wow. Of the whole okay. series. So you enjoyed it then? Just a bit. <laughs> Rob. It's not my favourite episode of the whole series, but it is very, 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 very good. Very good. I, I certainly agree that it's very, very good. Now, what we really need here is somebody who can give us a bit of an insight into the scouting movement. Ah, here's one. Richard. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think of Scout Rages? I loved it as well. It's not my favourite, but it's pretty close too. And mm. he's now, just for the benefit of the listeners, you are now a parent helper with the scouts? Uh, I'm actually an assistant group leader if you want my official title. Not a, not a grand wizard or a giant cyclops or something like that? Or... Uh, no. Round trousers? <laughs> <laughs> I have actually got a note about that but my son is in the he's actually in Cubs so my involvement is probably more at the Cubs end of the spectrum and more on the admin side but yeah, yes I do have a role now within the Australian scouting movement. Excellent, we'll be calling upon your knowledge. The episode opens with the goodies. Graham and Bill are just sitting around having a quiet evening, it looks like. And then Tim walks past. Well, they start off with the Alice in Wonderland yes. opening. He's late. late. I'm late. For a very important date. <laughs> no time to say hello, goodbye. He's late, he's late, he's late. Yes. And he goes in there and they're doing the whole listen, noise, rustle, rustle. <laughs> And Tim walks past wearing a great big dirty Mac, what looks like a garbage bag on his head. Are we interested at this point? Yes. <laughs> I say next week we ask him. No, I say this week we follow him. <laughs> <laughs> so we very quickly get into, once more, it's Graham and Bill trying to work out what Tim's up to, or Tim's into the latest strange craze. So they follow him very furtively through the streets of London. He's joined by other people scuttling around in Macs and garbage bags until they arrive at what looks like a scout hall. Yes, which interestingly has no sign out the front of it, but later in the episode when they're arresting Tim, they put the sign back. Mm. Yes. And I I can say, actually I'll do it at this point, the 5th Hanwell Scouts are actually still going. They're a scout troop in and around Ealing, so they're obviously, I'd say, the one down the road from the studios. We also get some good stuff there with Graham and Bill hiding in the garbage bins from the scouts. (laughs) (laughs) Including Graham getting the dinner tipped up all over him. So just little things all the way through which are entertaining us. They then walk into the scout hall and hilarity ensues as they begin to mock Tim and his fellow scouts. Yes, well, the first thing you see when they walk in, there's a statue of Baden-Powell on top of a BP Bowser, as he was known as BP. Oh, is that what the joke was? Yes, he was known in the movement as BP. Thank you for that. We then get the whole, mock if you must. Oh, we must, we must. (laughs) (laughs) And look, they run through all the scouting jokes there. They run through the shorts, the hat, the woggle. What is a woggle, Richard? The woggle is actually the leather clasp that goes around your scarf to hold it in place. 
I was just a cub scout for a year or two back just after this episode screen. Yeah, so didn't, didn't have the moral fiber to continue on in the organization. <laughs> well, no, <laughs> clearly not. <laughs> Bill and Graham decide they're going to join the scouting movement as they're desperate for young volunteers. My lads. Yes. Yeah. Lads? They're a job lot for The Undertaker. Who then go about raising the flag and with their combined efforts manage to raise it about two foot in the air, which is a new troop record. Well, Graham and Bill then come out in their scout uniforms, <laughs> including what is a tiny pair of shorts for Graham. And the story behind that is apparently they actually put him in the short shorts and then when they were filming and the costume designer, they weren't short enough. They actually took them up another inch or so uh, before they turned the camera on. <laughs> so he's wearing a tiny little pair of sort of Daisy Dukes almost. <laughs> Does anybody want to take us through the Scout Oath? Well, it is obviously a parodied version of the real Scout Oath. Yes. He uh, likes his silly hat. Yes. <laughs> and he does not do woggle jokes. <laughs> One note I did have there, Brown Owl actually, I think, is traditionally a name for the leader in brownies, so... (laughs) (laughs) And we get lots of cold shower jokes. There's obviously a few hints about sexual repression and whatever about uh, you only wear women's clothing during the gang show, which you enjoy very much, and pull (laughs) on the cold shower. He's kind to cubs and little boys, and they're very slowly reaching for the the handle for the shower. Yeah, I think we'll cover that line again later in this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) But at this point, as Bill and Graham have decided it's not for them, Tim tells them about the badges. Yes, proficiency badges. So this is obviously, I think, probably anybody who doesn't know anything about Scouts at least knows that they have merit badges. They do, merit and proficiency badges. I mean, Tim makes the point that no one in his patrol has ever won one, which means they must be pretty useless. (laughs) So we'll go through here the various badges that Graham and Bill managed to win, starting with the courtesy badge for helping old ladies across the road. Yeah, <laughs> aggressively. <too. laughs> Very aggressively. More assaulting old ladies across the road. <laughs> which leads into the first aid badge, which I think is them fixing people after they've done the damage. Yeah, I suppose you see the bloke come off his bike and land in the pile of boxes. Yes. That was the, a very good stunt, actually. It was it, quite, quite well done. It was. The flower pressing badge. Yes. The wig spotter's badge. <laughs> yes, including a Nicholas Parsons joke to make the first bloke lose his wig. Yes. yes. <laughs> and then the initiative badge, which they earn by stealing a pair of Margaret Thatcher's bloomers, which is a very well-filmed little sequence, actually. Stitched that together very well. Mm. Yeah. And Bill then decides he wants to go with his cheering up lonely housewives whose husbands are away at work badge. <laughs> <laughs> And has further demonstrated his initiative by stealing Angela Rippon's suspenders, which <laughs> leads to another cold shower for everyone. Yes. Suffice to say that Tim is not very impressed by this. No, and decides to drum them out of the unit. <laughs> Quite well, too. Yes. So after they've drummed out, Tim is back at home by himself. Yes. When suddenly there is a knock at the door. <laughs> An income to masked scouts. Who are basically running a protection racket. No, you don't understand, Mush. You give us the money, or we do the job. Yes, which is obviously a rip on the Scouts Bobber job uh, idea. Yeah, and I do love the line as well when they try to convince Tim to let them do some. I am Brown Owl. Well, hoot hoot. (laughs) I really enjoyed this. There's some really good little gags in here. So they go through, they're rubbing two sticks over his hat to set it on fire. They slice his wobble. Yes. 
They whittle his staff. Very aggressively. Yes. <laughs> Always whittling me. Yeah. The pen knife that just has an uncontrollable urge to whittle. What a nice staff. It'd be a shame if it was to get whittled. Graham is having fun. Oh, <laughs> he's having a lot of fun. Uh, knocking the starch into the tub with the shorts and having the cardboard shorts come out. And then he will give Tim's shoes a final polish with me My Brillo God. pad. <laughs> Those shoes are so nice. You can see your face in them. That is your face, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and it's a very startled Tim who's, uh, who's looking back out from the shoes. Yes. So, of course, in order to protect his shiny shoes, Tim decides to pay up, but turn away. So he makes them turn away while he gets out the money out of his shorts. His Union Jack shorts, which also contains his Jubilee mug. And the whole sequence ends with them leaving and Tim exclaiming, who were those masked scouts? <laughs> that leads into our filmed insert, which is a very, I think, traditional goodies filmed insert, this one, of the two masked scouts basically going about and doing their thousand quid a job week antics on various different people, and there's some really good stuff in there. It appears to be a crime wave that mostly involves them tying knots into things. Yes. But, also yes. That, but you see it escalating as their vehicles got better and better yes. as they robbed more and more people and yes. Yes. armour trucks and zoos. Yes, and so, yeah, that's right, so the end of the shot of the zoo with half the animals with knots tied in there. When they rob the armoured car, there's a chap who comes out and jumps on the back of the car. Yeah. Only what's that? That's uh, Stuart Fell, stuntman extraordinaire. Mm. And of course, they go and rob the BP service station. <laughs> Look out! He's got two sticks! <laughs> As a result of which, the Boy Scouts movement is made illegal. There's some funny stuff there of some of the raids on certain Boy Scouts organisation, including one young scout just being you know, manhandled by about five police officers in the back of the van. And Tim's hall gets raided, as you said rightly, Richard. They then have the sign out the front there which tells you yes. which scout group it is. Uh, now, Tim, of course, escapes and is desperately at home trying to burn the evidence. <laughs> when in come Graham and Bill, who now dressed in furs and a spangly jacket because their premium bond came up. A what? Premium bond. Yes, the premium bond. Just quickly, premium bond for probably non-UK listeners. It was a form of saving instituted by the British government and they would issue bonds and every year the interest earned on the bonds, they would actually draw that out as a prize and allocate that to bondholders rather than actually paying interest back on the bonds themselves. And the highest prize, I think, was about a million pounds a month. Hmm. Bottom line was like 20 pounds or something. But it it was effectively a lottery. Yeah. It is, of course, a cover because they are the Master Scouts. Yes. <laughs> and they've just come to warn Tim that the Scout Finder General will be arresting him shortly. How do you know I told him where to find you? <laughs> <laughs> and this is, of course, payback for drumming them out of the unit because they were just really getting into this scouting lark. <laughs> Tim is, of course, arrested and taken before the Scout Finder General. <laughs> Now, we'll mention here, because we haven't had a good guest star for a little while, but here we have got a very good guest star. He's played by Frank Windsor, who is still with us. He's 90 years old. Wow. Uh, he was in This Sporting Life way back over 50 years ago. He was in two episodes of Doctor Who. But he was also well known for various police procedurals, having been in 129 episodes of Z Cars, 88 episodes of Softly Softly, and a further 123 episodes of Softly Softly Task Force. So I think he was well known for playing that sort of hard-boiled cop type by then, and that just makes so much sense that he's playing the Scout Finder General, who has Tim and a bunch of other accused 
in front of them and needs to interrogate them to find out if they're scouts or not. So he starts off with the, are you now or have you ever been a boy scout? <laughs> and then he's trying to trick them by saying, dib, 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 dog. I only said one dog. And then, of course, he gets them with the song. from the audience. <laughs> <laughs> really more than a few of them have been to a gang show. So. Oh, I think so. Well, Dib 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 and Dob 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 is actually, it's an acronym. It's Do Your Best and it's Do Our Best. So Dib, D-Y-B, yep. is Do, do Your best. best and Dob, is which is the response, it is Do, do Our, our best. best. It would is... never have occurred to me to spell Dib with a Y. Yes. So <laughs> the chapter listing for the episode actually has Dib, dib with the Y. I'm learning more and more this episode. <laughs> you can now become a scout. <laughs> so Tim, having been found guilty of scout-like behaviour, he's let off by the judge over because he went to a private school. <laughs> and now he decides because he's disgraced, there's only one organisation left that will take him. What, the Salvation Army? Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the Salvation Army part, I thought, was the weaker part of the episode. Am I learning that or did others... I remember being a boy and not liking this segment as much. Yeah. Yeah. I quite liked it because I quite liked his drill sergeant routine. Yeah, straight out of Full Metal Jacket. Oh. <laughs> or forming Full Metal Jacket. <laughs> Stanley Kubrick took it for Yes. <laughs> I, I was more going to say probably more out of something like that ain't half hot, Mum. But uh... <laughs> yes. It's a person's life in the Salvation Army. <laughs> You get to do the tropes, obviously, in the in, in the recruitment film. Yes. You know, here's me with my obvo ginger and knobby. Yes. <laughs> well, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying I think it's a bit weaker than some of the other stuff. Partly, I think, because once you do the gag of Salvation Army, it's got army that do it like an army recruitment video. I kind of was ready to move on. Like, I think, yep. I think it does that stage welcome a bit, is I guess what I'm saying. And then, of course, he has a crack regiment of tambourine players, <laughs> and he wants to take on the scouts. This is a personal matter for me as you know sir (laughs) in the meantime Bill and Graham have only got one badge left to get Mm, which is the world domination badge only three of those been issued before that's right Alexander the Great Julius Caesar and David Frost but he stole his (laughs) (laughs) so their plan involves building their homemade nuclear bomb it's not a mushroom identification badge. <laughs> it's a homemade atom bomb badge. So the plan involves placing the atom bomb underneath Oliver Reed. And then if they promise to hand over world control to them, they promise to blow him up. <laughs> yes, in the original script, that apparently was Max Bygraves. <laughs> <laughs> so they're about to go out and execute their plan when Tim's crack squad ambushes them, which leads into quite an expensive little fight scene, I think mm. you could say, yes. with, with mm. tanks and artillery and all that sort of thing. And a few of those explosions do seem to go off very close to yes. where they're hiding. <laughs> you get to the final bit where they're cornered, mm. and Graham is obviously unveils the bomb and threatens to pull the pin. And then, of like, course, I just like the pin in an atom bomb. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, he does then pull the pin, and all that happens is the bomb just slowly deflates. It just dangles there. <laughs> I do enjoy the bit where they get right to the end and Tim says, right, take off those masks. Let's see who you are. <gasps> it was you all the time. <laughs> Graham starts to nod. 
No. <laughs> oh, that's good. Or else I would have been very cross. <laughs> and they all tend to walk off and suddenly Tim realises that they tricked him. Mm. Freeze frame. Yes. Start credits. <laughs> it was an interesting choice to end it. I wonder, had this been the final one in the series, would they have actually just detonated the bomb? No. No? No. I think basically it was just that out of left side humour, just going bang, this is something just, just to go on. I don't think it would be anything like an Earth and Asia or the end where it's the end of season and it's just shutting it down. It was The whole joke was the bomb is a dud. It's got a pin in it and mm. it deflates. So, yes. I don't know what else there is really to say about this. It's one long joke about the scanning movement, but it is very, very funny. Oh, it's got a lot of other stuff in it too. I mean, look, you're right. It, look, it's got a lot of send-ups of the scouts. They then tie the scouts into, like, the Matthew Hopkins and the Witchfinder General, lead into the House Commission on Un-American Activities, or basically McCarthyism, and then you wind up with the Salvation Army send-up. I think this is a great episode. Yeah. I was just going to say, as you've just outlined there, Richard, it's actually quite a clever episode where it uses those disparate tropes and brings them all together to, mm. you know, to form the story. So, I mean... The goodies isn't just necessarily a whole bunch of skits. At this point in their history, they're actually telling a, a story more mm. often than not. Whereas I think earlier on, perhaps it was an excuse to do, you know, funny. They do some more set piece stuff. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Yeah. No, it does hold together. Tom, you've said it's your absolute favourite episode ever. Yeah. Any particular comments on why? Oh, look, it, it's everything that you know. Whilst I've heard the rest of you talk about the Salvation Army, Navy, and Air Force component might have slowed it down a bit and a bit long. There was just everything was entertaining for the, the whole of the episode. There was always a chuckle happening through that. Uh, you know, it, and it took a long time because uh, no doubt we'll talk about it. There was a couple of edits in this episode that it took to get to the network DVD to think, oh my God, there's more to this and it's a, even a funnier. Cu- a couple. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Quite a couple. Yeah. It's just everything. It is my favourite. It only edges out the number two by a bare smidgen which will come up in a few weeks yeah. but yeah no it's just absolutely top notch so as you mentioned there it was one of the first episodes released first on vhs yes. and then on the dvds we alluded there to some cuts do you want us to take us through those richard there was it was quite heavily edited when the abc screened it here <laughs> strangely enough there's a couple of fairly major cuts in the initial scout hall scene the woggle joke they also cut the whole sequence about scouts not thinking much of girls and preferring the company of their chums, being nice to small boys and cubs, and dressing up in women's clothing when they do the gang show. Uh, that whole sequence was cut. A couple of smaller cuts. There's also the line about Bill saying, let's go to the pub when they're ending the meeting. There's another fairly major cut during the badge collecting, the whole stuff about taking Margaret Thatcher's bloomers, Angela Rippon's suspender belt and Bill going for his badge about consoling lonely housewives. That entire sequence was cut as well. And there's also a sound edit, Tim's Halla Bloody Luyah. Wow. Yeah. So it's about two minutes, I think, uh, when we saw it here on the ABC. Mm. All right. So I think it's fair to say we all really enjoyed this episode. We all laughed through. Shall we move on to our regular segments? Yes. Tropes and firsts. Nicholas Parsons obviously gets a mention. And in fact, I think it's the same mask from COD. Probably. (laughs) It's one goodie against the other two, and I think probably also, as we're seeing in these later episodes, it's Tim that's the odd one out again. Yep. Which I think is, particularly in the last couple of seasons, he's very definitely a trope. Mentioned of David Frost. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Margaret Thatcher's back. Well, her underwear. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The use of an atomic weapon to resolve, or sort of resolve the episode. Mm Mm-hmm. Or a cartoon atomic weapon, I think, more appropriately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Okay. What couldn't they get away with today? I'm going to start with the line about Cubs. Yes. I just don't think that joke could be done at all today. Uh, no. What they pretty much cut out on the Australian census, uh, they do alluding to the sexuality from it. And yeah, that whole sequence was pretty much something you wouldn't do today. Yeah, Good choice the, by the ABC 30 odd years ago. <laughs> yeah, there, there was another cut made and it was actually before they filmed in the original rehearsal script. They made more woggle jokes, including one where Bill puts the woggle inside his underpants, shall we say, uh, which was cut. And they also had a section where they were going to do some semaphore and Bill basically uses it to make obscene phrases. Shame we didn't see that. (laughs) We'll move then to our favourite gags. Tom, since it's your favourite episode, would you like to go first? Oh, look, I I just like the wordplay. I like the bits with brown trousers, brown boots, brown ale. (laughs) But I'm going to have to go with the Brillo pad on the shiny shoes and this is your face, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to nominate more generally the Witchfinder general sequence, but particularly the bit where they launch into the song. I just think that's hilariously done, very funny. The audience loves it and I think that's what really makes the episode for me. Rob? I've got two. Uh, Graham's reaction to having the pasta poured onto his head whilst he's in the bin. (laughs) (laughs) He sort of clutches at the skirt. You know there's sort of the oh from the audience as well. <laughs> but the line that uh, got me was Graham saying uh, whatever it is in reference to what Tim's up to it's clearly an act of shame. <laughs> I thought that's just a beautiful line uh, given beautifully. And Scoutmaster Richard what uh, was well, your favourite gag? I laughed all through this. I loved the Scout Finder general section. I'm actually going to go for the bit where the Mask Scouts are hassling Tim. <laughs> Particularly the bit where Graham does a, oh, don't make me laugh. I might accidentally knock something into your soft, soaking shorts. Ho, ho, ho. Whoops. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there's some really good sequences there. Really, really good. So that's it for Scout Rages, but we'll be back next week with Punky Business. And on your way to cause some anarchy in the UK, you may just take a walk in the Black Forest. You've been listening to the Goodies Pirate Podcast, the Australian podcast that puts the good in goodies. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, please do leave us a review on iTunes. We'd love to hear your thoughts on this episode or your thoughts on upcoming episodes. So please drop us a line by email at pirategoodiespc at gmail.com. Send us a tweet at at pirategoodiespc or find us on Facebook at facebook.com stroke pirategoodiespc. Goodies, goody, goody, yum, yum. Those masked scouts. <laughs>